Hello everyone and welcome back to the Centre Spotcast, episode 5, is it Toby? Episode 5 now? Episode 5 or, or there's a secret episode 6 which we uh, didn't didn't put out but yeah. Yeah there is which yeah that didn't go to plan because my laptop decided to break on me halfway through it but hey um, yeah welcome guys, um, hope you're enjoying the tournament, I hope you enjoyed uh, the wonderful uh, game at Wembley. Um, I think we're only just still recovering from seeing that epic tactical masterclass from Gareth Southgate. Unbelievable. Everyone doubted him, Toby, including me. I have to say, including me. Um, I saw that lineup. I was thinking, right, yeah, he's going to set up to defend, but he got it absolutely spot on. Um, first of all, Toby, yeah, what did you think of, of that game? Well, you know who didn't doubt him? <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I said it on the pod. I said it on the pod. He, he's he's such a good, an underrated manager as well. I mean, everyone thinks um, that he's negative or that he doesn't get his tactics right, doesn't play the right players, doesn't pick the right players. But I think from start to finish so far this tournament, everything has been absolutely spot on. Um Genuinely, that Germany game is probably the happiest I've ever been watching England in my life. Um, you know, we're, we're round round my dad's house. And we're all celebrating in the living room, almost as if we're there. You know, it's it was mental. Um, yeah, no, I I think it was good performance. Uh, I was worried at the start. It looked like Germany had a bit of bit about them. It looked like they were going to start taking the game by its by its neck, but. So we ended up coming back and, and uh, I think Pickford made a couple of really good saves. Uh, probably have him down as my man of the match. But yeah, really, really happy. Yeah, um, unbelievable game. What what was your heart doing when Thomas Muller went through on goal? When Raheem Sterling had passed it back a little bit loosely and our nemesis was, was bearing down on Jordan Pickford. I was thinking, yeah, that's 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 one all. What what were you thinking? I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted. I, I was. It reminded me of uh, the Croatia game. We're one nil up. We look all right, and then it's just one moment of just loss loss of concentration, and all of a sudden he's coming through. And when that missed, I celebrated it more than the goal. <laughs> and, you yeah. Know, me and my dad, straight away, we jump up off the sofa. We're, like, hugging each other, screaming, shouting. Oh, what, what a day. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, and, yeah, uh, I don't think we've seen an England performance like that for a very, very long time. Um, and, to be honest, I think we've got a couple more to come. Um, so, yeah, really exciting stuff. And... Hopefully we can go all the way, Toby. Um, we're going to be obviously predicting um, what we think is going to happen in the quarterfinals. Um, obviously, some massive teams knocked out. Germany, Portugal, France, Netherlands, all gone. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really down to, I would say, maybe three teams now that, that are the favourites. I would put us definitely up there. Um, Belgium... Uh, and Italy, I think it's our, our three um, to lose, really. Obviously, Belgium and Italy are playing. Um, is it later today? I think it's later today. Um, so, obviously, one of them is going to be getting knocked out. Um, so, that leaves it down to two, really. Uh, but as this tournament has told us, anything can happen. 
Um, so I'm not writing anything off. We could see Denmark win it, um, which if England don't win it, I would like them to. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's just get straight into it then, Toby. Um, and the first game um, is Switzerland, uh, who knocked out France famously in the penalty shootout um, against Spain. What have you got that down as? Yeah, I mean, my predictions were, I think, well off in the around the 16 in a lot of games. You know, I, 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 well, I was close with that Belgium-Portugal one. I said 0-0, I didn't think there'd be many goals. And to be honest, I think the Thorgan Hazard goal was, it was a good goal, but I think the keeper could have saved it. Um, but that's why I've come into the quarterfinals with a different approach. What we've seen is that players will be really like full of heart when they're losing so far you know you saw it with Croatia coming back to 3-3 you saw it with Switzerland coming back to 3-3 so I have no doubt that Spain will probably be the better team I'm gonna say they'll get it to 2-0 and I think Switzerland will bring it back but I don't think they'll make it all the way to 2-2 I think it'll finish 2-1 Spain okay okay um yeah spain obviously look ruthless um at the moment whenever they look to be in trouble they just turn a switch and then suddenly they're they're you know three one up and you, you're you struggling um and then as soon as you come back to three three they'll go and score two more goals it's like uh the the liverpool of old when when jürgen klopp uh first um took over where they were playing what was it heavy metal football he i think he called it where if you score four, we're going to score five. Um, and I really, you know, that resonates with, with Spain at the moment. I think that if you score four goals, they, they're just going to outscore you. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't disagree there. I think there might be a few more goals um, just based on, obviously, how we've seen Spain play. Um, and obviously, Switzerland can find a way, I, I feel, uh, to get goals when they need it. Um, I've got it down as a 3-2 Spain win. Um, so I think Spain will go two up, like you say. I think Switzerland will come back and make it two all. Um, and then Spain will score an extra time. Um, Ryan has got it down. He's got a shock, Toby. Of course he has. Switzerland two, Spain one. And he's written just a little explanation. He said, solid and consistent Switzerland to use momentum to make it narrowly to the semis. What do you think on Ryan's prediction? I don't think it's far off. I mean, every team that we're talking about now, whether we like it or not, you have to hold your hands up and say, they're a good team. They all got to the quarters. Switzerland knocked out France to get there. No reason they can't knock out Spain. There's There's no reason why not. It's just about whether you can see them turning it on again because I think it, it it would be an upset as you say um personally I don't think they do well from being in the lead they do well from being in behind and then having to kick their butts into gear because you saw them one nil up and then Ricardo Rodriguez missed the penalty it's like any other team you think that gets dispatched and they win 2-0 and that's the game over it wasn't dispatched and then France came back, 10 minutes of glory. They they went 3-1 up. Pogba spent 10 minutes dancing. Didn't realise his team were conceding at the other end. 
<laughs> so I, I can see it happening. I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write Ryan off and tell him he's stupid for that one because I, I can see it happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you say, when you get to this stage in the tournament, it's it's anybody's, um, and anyone is gonna win on the day. You know, I'm I'm shit scared for the England Ukraine game because um, you know I. I'll sit there watching us play Germany at the end, and I was thinking, okay, yeah, the the next the next game is easier than this one. But I feel like that's not really a mentality to have. Um, and I hope, obviously, that Gareth Southgate installs that into the players and uh, and makes them, you know, uh, bring their feet back onto the ground after the scenes in Wembley were absolutely phenomenal, weren't they? Uh, I keep watching the videos. It's absolutely crazy. Goosebumps um, all over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, when if you're a player and you're seeing that, how can you not get carried away with that? Um, but then on the, up, on the other side, it could just carry on spurring them on um, even more. And we could see the next level uh, of, of how we can perform because I don't even think that we reached our top level against Germany. I still think there were the, some things that we, we didn't do. Um, I won't say didn't do right, but didn't do to the best of our ability. So I really think there's still more to come, which is so exciting. Um, so yeah, um, just going back to my, or your initial point, it's it's anyone's at this stage um and yeah obviously switzerland's knocking out france you can't write them off at all um the next one um i probably think is is the biggest one um of of the uh, uh quarterfinals we've got belgium against italy toby is it going to be goals galore uh no <laughs> <laughs> um again I said this last time with Belgium, Portugal, two teams with the most attacking talent you're ever gonna you're ever gonna see on the biggest stage, you know, well, excluding the World Cup. Um, but no, I don't think it will. I think it'll be cagey like the Portugal game for Belgium. Um, I think that it'll go. You know, there will be goals, not as many. I think it'll go in at one one at full time. And then I think it will go to penalties. And I think Belgium will win on penalties. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I've got it down as 2-2 um, after extra time. And Belgium to win on penalties, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get one of the predictions slightly the same, didn't we? It, it, it wouldn't be a prediction Ooh. podcast if we didn't uh, get one the same. Ryan's actually, funnily enough, gone for the same scoreline as myself, to all. Um, yeah, I I think there's enough quality in both teams to really trouble um, their weaknesses. I don't feel like Belgium and Italy have the greatest defences. Um, so yeah, if if both of their attacking uh, players are are on form, I I can't see it just being one goal each um i i think there will be plenty of um goal mouth action i think it's going to be a really exciting game and now it's going to be nil nil now i've said that but hey um ryan um has got italy to win on penalties though 
so slightly different to us. Um, but he has got Italy as his winners overall. Um, if if you cast your mind back to our initial prediction video, so I think if he predicted Italy not to win, I would have questioned him even more. Um, he's said uh, there there's going to be uh, goals uh, will be all world class moments out of very li uh, little boring match. Um, one four two by Italy on penalties. So he's given us a little penalty shootout score prediction as well. Um, all the way. To go with that. He's gone all the way. He's gone all the way. Um, so, yeah, it's, as, as I say, probably going to be the the best game of, of, the, of the four. Um, if you're looking at it as a neutral, um, plenty of talent on show. If you're looking um, at it as a German. As a German, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Funnily enough, have you seen... The officials for our game, Toby. Yes, I have, and I am scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a bit dodgy that, to be honest. Is something but something not right about that? We shouldn't have to rely on the officiating of a game to get us through a game against Ukraine. I, I know I said you know anyone can win, and that's still true. And if we get knocked out, I wouldn't be too disappointed because we've already beaten Germany, but. We shouldn't we shouldn't rely on the officiating of a game. We should be able to beat Spain if we're being honest with ourselves, and it should should be an easier game than Germany. If again, if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if if you're looking at it on paper, you know we've got unreal um, talent, and as I've said throughout this whole tournament, I've I've looked at other teams when, whenever we've played against them, and I've sort of had a look at their teams and thought, okay, really, what talent do they have to scare us? Um, because before an England game, I get so nervous and I have to sort of reason with myself and say why we're going to win and just try and, you know, believe in us again. Um, so, yeah, I instantly look at their team and say, really, who have they got that, that, that are going to hurt us? Uh, but on the day... It's it's eleven against eleven. Um, they're only human, and anything can happen. Um, the the next game um, is funnily enough someone out of our group. I didn't think that anyone out of our group would still be here um, at this point. But fair play to Czech Republic. They've been uh, really solid. I think um, obviously knocking out uh, the Netherlands uh, in the last round. Uh, really good performance from them. So, yeah, Czech Republic versus Denmark. Um, obviously, Denmark have been really impressive as well. Um, shown unbelievable togetherness after uh, the Christian Eriksen incident. Um, what do you think, Toby? Uh, is that going to be uh, a Denmark into t to the semi-finals? Yeah, it's been spirited from Denmark, hasn't it? I think... Um... Every game they play, they go out there with the mindset, oh, we'll do this for Christian, we'll do this for Christian. Um, I don't think they'll do this for Christian, this one. <laughs> I, I think uh, Czech Republic um, will win 2-0. And um, I think, as you say, Czech Republic have been so impressive. Um, on paper, I would probably have Denmark down as slight favourites to win this game, in my mind. But no, Czech Republic have been really, really impressive. They remind me of like when Leicester won the league. They're the, the plucky little side that they just keep coming at you, keep coming at you, and they keep shocking you, keep shocking you. It's like 
at what point does this become not a shock? What, at what point do they deserve everything they're getting? And I think we have to hold our hands up and say, yeah, Czech Republic have been brilliant. And I, I think that um, I think they deserve the semi-finals. Yeah, they, they've, as as I said um, at the start, they've they've been fantastic. Um, the only thing I would ask Toby is that you you don't think Denmark will score? No, I don't. I don't think Denmark will score. And I know they put was it four past Wales, yeah. um, but I think that was really one past Wales until Wales gave up, and then it became four past Wales. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think they'll be playing against a team that are going to give up. The Czech Republic have got such great work ethic, um, and they they fight for each other. Um, in that Wales team, obviously, we we saw, you know, as soon as Gareth Bale's head head drops, every single other Welshman's head drops, um, and that's a really really weak mentality to have um, if you're just relying on the one. Galactico player um, to to pull you through uh, a tournament, and you know Gareth Bale, he isn't you know everything that he used to be at all. Um, so they're still relying on on this what what Gareth Bale used to be um, when they've got plenty of other individuals in that team uh, that you can look to for for some kind of um, you know go again. Like Joe Allen, uh, for example, the goalkeeper. I can't remember his name. Um, what's his name? Uh, can't remember his name either. No, not Liverpool. He used to play for Liverpool. Danny Ward. Danny That's Ward. It. Yeah, plays for Leicester now. Sorry. Um, so yeah, plenty of in- individuals in there to to look to. But yeah, I I don't think Denmark will be coming up against a team that they can just sort of brush past. Um, like. I feel like they have done. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a really tight game. Um, but I do think Denmark will have a little bit too much fight and a little bit too much for, for Czech Republic to deal with. Um, I've gone for a Denmark win, a 3-1. Um, yeah, I think I think they're going to carry on doing it for Christian. Um, I feel like they've got that upper edge um, and upper quality to, to what uh, Czech Republic have. All over the pitch, obviously they've got incredible goalkeeper in Kasper Schmeichel. They're solid at the back. They've got people who can score. Um, the confidence is going to be so high um, after putting four past Wales, even though it was, um, you know, Wales giving up. Um, but you know, you still have to find the net. You still have to score the goals, um, even if the other team have um, dropped their levels. Um, so yeah, I think Denmark will, will go through to the semi-final. Um, Ryan thinks the same, but he thinks they're going to do it after extra time. Uh, he's got it down as a two-one uh, Denmark win. Um, he's written uh, just a, a small statement as well: uh, a tight affair with Denmark's motivation and slightly superior quality edging them through. So pretty much what I said. Um, I feel like they've just got that extra um, squad depth and extra quality that will just take them that one step further. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what you think of that, Toby. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree. Like I say, I think Denmark on uh, paper, I think, do have the better squad. Uh, they have had a better run, I would say. Um, but I just, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You get a feeling and you go with it on prediction. and. I feel it immediately, says Czech Republic, with how they've been so far. 
they just seem to just always find a way. So, yeah, especially in knockout football, um, things change so very quickly. Um, and you know, I feel like the mentality of the players are different as well with with knockout football. Um, yeah, as as we said, the magic of predictions, anything can happen. Um, and I am super excited um, for for four more games um, coming up this weekend um, before obviously it drops down to is is there a third place playoff? I'm not too sure, you know. No, I, I haven't seen one. There is, not, yeah, I'm, there is. There is. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so that's that's one more game than what what I thought we were gonna have. It's played <laughs> on the Saturday as well. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be exciting stuff. Um, right, Toby, on to the big one. Semi-finals. Is it coming home? Are we gonna get there to the to the semi-finals at Wembley? Half a stadium again. Absolute scenes, England versus Ukraine. What are you saying? I've said it every time I come on the podcast. It's coming home, baby. It's coming home. <laughs> I think this game will be uh, it'll be another weight off the chest of England fans. And I'm going to say England 3-0. I, I think it'll get to the point where we've scored two in the first half and no England fans are nervous. They're just enjoying it. Because this might be the last game we enjoy this tournament without biting our nails off and, and our heart pumping out of our chest. Um, that this is this is yeah. I think this will be the last of the. I, I don't want to say easy because I don't want to disrespect Ukraine, as well as the fact that it will make me look like a donkey if we end up losing. But I I do think that we are on a different like probably two or three levels up to Ukraine. I think Ukraine are lucky to still be here in, in many ways. You know, it's if only they had come across a better team, they probably would already be out. So I think we are that team now. Um, but yeah, I think, like I say in my original prediction, I think it's coming home all the way. I think uh, we have no excuses not to get to the final now. You know what I mean? We We, we all were moaning, or at least I was moaning. It's like, well, we could have finished second and got an easier draw. Well, look at us now. I'm so glad we finished first. Knock out Germany. And now look at us. We've got the easiest run to the final I've ever seen in my life. So we've really got no excuse. Yeah, spot on. And I, I said to you, didn't I? You, you painted this beautiful picture um, of us, you know, nullifying Scotland in the group stage, sending them home, bottom of the bottom of the group, us then going on to beat in Germany, um... It was absolutely phenomenal, as I said, music to my ears. Um, and I said to you, Toby, I said, if we win this tournament, I'll buy you your beers for the rest of your life, I think I said. Um, I'm starting to regret that statement because I really think um, that we could be seeing um, the first major trophy for England since 66. And, you know... I think they showed a clip of the trophy being lifted by Spain um, at the end of the game or um, at half time or something. Um, and I couldn't help myself but picture Harry Kane lifting that. And it gave me goosebumps. It gave me chills. I was thinking of how it would look in the media, all the players celebrating. I don't know. 
you know, tell me if I'm getting carried away. Um, but think about one thing, and and you, you you've thought about you're almost there about thinking about it. But think about Ben White lifting that trophy. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, a Brighton player lifting a major trophy for England. You know, we we are nowhere near lifting a major trophy ourselves. Um. So to see that would be absolutely epic. I know he's rumoured to be almost joining Arsenal now. Um, but as I said a few podcasts ago, that the simple fact of the matter is he was a Brighton player when he got into this squad. So as far as I'm concerned, um, <laughs> he's a Brighton player that's going to be lifting it. Uh, I don't care if he moves to Arsenal um, in the meantime. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I'm getting carried away. Um, in picturing those images, um, you know, seeing the likes of national hero Marcus Rashford finally getting his rewards for what he's done for the community and what he's done for the country and uh, all the children around um, this country, uh, even, you know, the, the whole UK. It's not even just England. It's it's Wales, it's Northern Ireland, it's Scotland as well. Um and, you know, if there is any Scottish or Welsh people uh, lis- listening to this, hoping we, we go out, just remember what Marcus Rashford has, has, has done um, for, for us as a community, as a whole, um, during the pandemic. It's been absolutely inspirational. Um, so, yeah, I feel like if there's any set of players, except for Denmark, that, that deserve this, it's us. Um, but, yeah. I'm probably getting carried away. Um, I've got it down as 3-0 to England as well, Toby. Um, so there you go. That, that's two out of four predictions that we've got pretty much correct. <laughs> um, not we correct, do it. the same. Um, yeah, I think um, obviously Harry Kane now has, has broken the duck, um, got the monkey off his back, if you like. Um, and, you know, fantastic... Um, little nodded goal against Germany which sent the country into absolute raptures of delight um, so yeah I think Harry Kane's going to get a, a couple more um, I saw an article this morning I'm not sure who it was by it was a um, sort of column by, by a professional player I think um, saying that they think that Harry Kane uh, is now going to surpass Raheem Sterling um, in, in goal scored Um but yeah, I I don't know if I see that happening because I I feel like Raheem Sterling could could get a couple more, um, especially if we go back to Wembley, um, and and play in the semi-finals. So, um, yeah, three 0 England. Um, Ryan, okay, Ryan's prediction. Don't worry, England win. England three, Ukraine one, and he's got a massive um bit of capital letter uh, text semi-finals lads Ukraine will get a goal at 2-0 to England uh, to introduce some nerviness but otherwise a fairly comfortable England win two for Kane including one from the penalty spot he thinks that a German is going to give us a penalty um, not sure if he knows who the officials are so I'll spare him on that one um, but he has got England to win. So, yeah, semi-finals. It's coming home, boys. It's coming home. Um, just something to touch on, Toby. Um, Jaden Sancho. 
Manchester United. Deal done, in principle. Um, do you feel like that is why he hasn't maybe got the minutes um, that he should have done? Um, do you feel like that might might have been distracting him at all? or No, no, I think um, Sancho is a great winger. And I say winger like the way I said it because he doesn't come inside from the right because he's right-footed. So he would either shoot across goal or cross it, which I think obviously would be quality. But what I've seen from Southgate so far is at the moment he's preferring wingers that can use both feet. You saw Greenish cut inside or he can do what he did go out to the left and use his left foot to cross it I don't think Sancho would get the same cut inside power I think you want to be unpredictable you want to get players on the wings that can use both feet even Saka can use both feet which is why I think Saka's been preferred um, as much as we'd all like to say oh I'd love to see Jaden Sancho play etc we're winning you can't change a winning formula. Um, and I mean, even when Southie has changed a winning formula, it tends to be for the better. So you've got to trust his judgment. I think he'd, he'd probably be a good player from the bench, but I don't think it has anything to do with his transfer. I think that his, he's told his agent some numbers and he said, look, if you go and get me those numbers, I'll, con- I'll concentrate on this tournament. You go get me that amount of money, go get me that guaranteed playing time, and then I'll, I'll sign the thing. And that, that, I think that's it for him. I think that's the extent of it. Yeah, yeah. I, that was It was my initial thought when I saw the transfer going through because I, I wasn't sure that it was in that much of an advanced stage. Um, I thought it was all going to be completed after the Euros. Um, so I felt like maybe that could have been a factor um, into why, obviously, he hasn't played. Um, but as you say... You know, Southgate has got it pretty much spot on every single time. Maybe could have done a little bit more against Scotland uh, in terms of trying to beat them. But, you know, when you look back, hindsight is a wonderful thing. And it now is the the perfect result for us to have gotten. Um, Yeah, people would like us to win, yes. But, you know, I, I feel like we learnt a lot from that Scotland game. And how it finished, we, we learned a lot about the squad and about how Southgate was approaching things. Um, that he wasn't just going to go all guns blazing against, um, you know, a Scotland team that can hurt you. If they expose you, They of course they can hurt you. They're an international team. Uh, they've got a squad half full of Premier League players. Um, so, yeah, they, they were going to hurt you if, if you were going to play it into their hands, really. Um, and, yeah, I've, I feel like we just nullified them really well. Um, just going on to the Germany game, you said you said about your man of the match, um, Jordan Pickford, um, absolutely inspirational performance. He's been fantastic. Um, I feel this tournament, um, a lot of question marks over him uh, before we came into this tournament. Over, you know, he didn't have the best of seasons with Everton. Uh, trailed off towards the end, made a few mistakes here and there. Um, but I feel like when he plays for England, he's absolutely um inspirational what what do you what do you think about jordan pickford yeah i mean a few things really the first thing i'd say is both 
Hickford and Sterling have always been in my teams from the very start, and I think they're, they're proving why they should have been. And I, I think uh, I'll just do a, a bit of a shush to Ryan <laughs> because he had Sam Johnston starting over Pickford, which I don't think we would have got the same performance out of Johnston, to be fair, even if it's just about looking big in the goal that made Thomas Muller miss, even that sort of thing. I think Pickford's just really good at, at, at doing. Um, again, Raheem Sterling as well, scoring goals, but I'll leave that for a moment um, and I'll talk about Jordan Pickford. He's He puts on an England shirt and life becomes rosy. He He really just gives it his all. He makes fantastic stops. You, you see balls so powerfully kick, kicked it looks like it's come from one of those machines that's meant to train you at free kicks. He must be on it all day, every day, so he knows exactly how powerful these balls are coming because how he got his hand up to save that Havertz shot, which I think was going to go crossbar and in, I mean, he just looked so big. At no point did it look like Germany were going to score other than the Thomas Muller going for a goal. And even then, I was, I was still like, I had hope that Pickford could save it. I'm like, I can see Pickford getting a one-on-one save here, but I don't know, you let me know. Yeah, I mean, I I can't say anything bad against Jordan Pickford. Um, for his club form, yes, I can. Um, but for England, we we saw it at, obviously, uh, the last World Cup uh, as well in, in 2018. Unbelievable um, performance in the penalty shootout against Colombia. Um, I don't feel it was overly his fault for the two Croatia goals. Um, I feel like we were really poor and, uh, and our heads dropped. Um, and, you know, if you haven't got your defence in front of you, you've you got to feel sorry for the goalkeeper. Um, just on that Muller chance, obviously we're giving Pickford the plaudits for making himself big and, and maybe putting him uh, putting Muller off. Um, I just want to give a huge shout out as well to Kyle Walker. I feel like his performance against Germany in a back three was absolutely phenomenal. I love how Harry Maguire and John Stones can act as, you know, the old-fashioned centre-backs, clear everything, um, tackle, and then if they miss something, there's Kyle Walker sweeping up at the back, getting rid of all the danger. His pace is electric. I don't know if you watched his run when Muller went through on goal. I feel like he... He must have played a part in Muller missing that. Because I know, obviously, it was really loud in the stadium. But if you're Thomas Muller and you're in that moment, I guarantee you he heard Kyle Walker bearing oh, yeah. down on him. Absolutely. I guarantee you. Um, and, yeah, that, you know, all of those players that were in that moment there played a part in Thomas Muller missing that chance. Um, Thomas Muller is a world-class footballer. He, sh- he should be doing better there, but I'm English. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm so glad he missed. If I could just quickly interject and bear with me, we're going to have to edit this out, but my door's going, so I'll be right back. <laughs> no worries, mate. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, guys. We are back. Um, Toby had to grab a delivery. So, um, yeah, as we were saying, Thomas Muller, um, obviously, as, as I said, world-class player um, and should be doing better, but (laughs) we're English. We don't care. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, um, obviously hearts in mouth moment 
probably the only really scary moment we had, Toby. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, other than that, uh, as we were talking about Jordan Pickford, I just feel so safe. If a shot comes from the edge of the box, which the Germans love to do, Pickford, I just think he's always he's always going to save it at the moment. And it, I think even more so against Ukraine, you've got the likes of Yarmolenko, who's their inspiration. I think that he's quite good from the edge of the box as well, but Jordan Pickford saves those. Uh, and in, in you know days of old, people have been slating Jordan Pickford for having short arms. It's like, well, it doesn't doesn't matter if he can save it with his head. If he doesn't have any arms, he'd probably just dive and save it with his head. So, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely chuffed with uh, Jordan Pickford. I, I I think Germany, yeah, they shouldn't have missed that chance. It would have changed the outlook of the game. And as Thomas Muller said, he's probably going to get sleepless nights over it. Um, but all in all, great time to be an England fan at the moment. Absolutely. And, and just going on what Thomas Muller said, did you see what he said before the game? I think it was Thomas Muller called us arrogant or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I say to you, Thomas Muller, is <laughs> unlucky, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk talk is so cheap before probably one of the biggest games of your career. Um, England versus Germany in a in the last 16. So much history in there. Um, you know, be careful what you say, um, because yeah, it's it's come back to bite him now. Um, obviously, you saw the the videos of of the Germans in, in their fan parks, um, watching that Thomas Muller chance. They were celebrating before it even went in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and, uh, yeah, video. to see the dejected faces after, uh, obviously, it flies past the post. Oh, it's unbelievable, mate. I mean, um, I mean, obviously, obviously, there's been some horrible abuse online for for the the little girl that was crying. Yeah, and yeah, I, w- disgraceful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever go to the level of abuse. But I'm just saying, you know, I know how it feels. Ten years ago, I was just a kid watching Lampard score and it get ruled out for whatever reason. So I know exactly how it feels. So there was a little moment in me where it's like someone else is feeling how I felt. It felt like revenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the people that go into the lengths that they're going is like calling her all sorts of names. It, oh, it's, it's horrible. Cool. It's really horrible. Utterly, utterly disgusting. Um, you know, it, this is a a little girl who <laughs> loves her country, loves football. Um, something that we should be, you know, encouraging. Um, uh, you know, little girls getting into their next. Um generation of of female footballers coming through you know it's growing um and everyone should support it because you know it's it's their game as well that there's so many incredible um you know uh, female pundits out there um commentators obviously um the the female referees everything like that um they absolutely deserve the same chances as what we get and absolutely do not deserve um, the amount of abuse they get when, you know, I see it all the time um, on, on social media. You know, if, I don't know, Alex Scott will tweet something. You don't know what you're talking about. She absolutely does. She's played at the highest level of international football. She knows more than you do, Dave, down the road, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I won't get too much into that. But as you say, um, Toby, we, we know that feeling um, of of going out of a tournament to your biggest international rivals. Um, 
it's a horrible feeling. I, I cast my mind back to uh, the 2006 World Cup. Uh, it was when I first discovered the heartbreak of international football when we went out to Portugal. Um, I was in tears for about an hour. I think I was, I must have been nine, I think. No, 11. I was 11. Um, yeah, it was just absolutely heartbreaking. I remember as well, my cousin was about four years old. <laughs> and obviously he, he didn't know anything about what was going on. Um, I was in tears. He went over to, <laughs> to get me uh, some tissue and was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You, you'll understand one day. <laughs> but um, does, do they understand now? <laughs> oh, yeah, he understands now. Um, in fact, you played football against him, Toby, when you oh. came down to our thing in Lansing. So, yeah, he, he understands football. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, if if you're planning on giving a Ukraine um, child abuse because they're crying because they're going out, think about it because you know exactly how they feel. Um, Even if it was a grown man crying, I wouldn't give him abuse. It would just be, it would just be, it just feel, it feels good to know that they're going through what we have been through before. Yeah, Inside, I think, but you you would you would go out of your way to call her names. Do you know what I mean? No, I I think if it's if it's a grown man, um, if it's yeah, yeah, absolutely, you don't give them abuse, but you can maybe sort of feel, ah, oh, this. This is what it feels like to win the game and to be on the other side of it. That's the extent. That's all the extent I would go to is, okay, this is how it feels to win. They know now how it feels to lose. I would never, never, ever call someone names or give them abuse because they're sad uh, or, you know, they're going through what we've been through. Um, So, yeah. I mean, we've spoken um, about yeah. online abuse before on the podcast, and again, yeah. we echo the same statement. It must stop. I mean, I, oh, I've, it has to. I've seen people call this this child like a slut. How, how, yeah. have you, how have you deduced that from her crying about a football game? Come on, man. It's, it's, you need to grow up. Honestly, it, it's... What can I say? Like, people type... And don't think, you know, four letters and then a tweet button can, you know, yes, that little girl probably will never see it, but her parents might. She might see it in the future. It's being shared everywhere. It's all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere I've seen it. it yeah. As we said last podcast, it absolutely has to stop and and these platforms have to do more um they they have to i don't know employ 2000 people um to to look over reported tweets you know get human eyes on that have a policy and get rid of these people um so yeah um what we can do no as users of the platform is just continue to report tweets continue to report offensive yeah. pages I think Absolutely. that's the only way that they're going to get the eyes on them is if we highlight them as well. Call out yeah. behaviour like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I had a little win um, a couple of weeks ago. It, it's sad that we have to call it a win, um, but 
someone was homophobic towards a Brighton fan. Um, and myself and, and a couple of others um, got together in, in, in messages and said, right, let's report this tweet. Let's do everything we can to get this guy off the platform. Um, and then sure enough, two days later, he was gone. Um, but, you know, the, the problem is they can make a new email address. Um, they can come straight back onto the platform um, and, and carry on doing the same thing. Um, and my my answer to that um, would be um, identification. Fo photographic identification. If you want social media, identify yourself with official documents. Um, obviously, people say to me, oh, yeah, but there's problems with hacking. That's not our problem that's the platform's problem you know if if people hack in to, to to twitter and and get a million address details or a million uh licenses then they're, they're gonna get sued for millions it's not it's um, not hard to, it's not hard to implement it either i guarantee you if you open up your phone right now joe you go to your banking app i guarantee you there'll be three layers of security and then, even then, you won't even be able to see the ID that you had to submit to sign up for your bank account. You know, I sign up for uh, trading stocks. I sign up for online banking like Monzo. Always have to put your ID on there. And then you have to show a picture of your face, move it up and down so that it can scan your face and make sure it's the same as what's on the ID. It's all done by a computer have exactly the same system when you log into Twitter, log into Instagram for the first time. No no person's allowed to have more than one account unless it's a registered business account. Or, for example, if, like, if you're a startup or whatever, then you just have it as a side to your main account, but it's very clear that they're linked. You know, you have to link them if you want to create yeah. a different persona. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, you know... If people want to carry on the the anonymous thing, um, then you know, absolutely get on with it. But I feel like Twitter should know who you are, at least. You don't have to put your name on there. You don't have to put your face on there. But Twitter should at least know who you are, so you can take some responsibility for what you say online, uh, because you wouldn't do it in the street. Everyone has identification if you're over the age of, what, 16, 17, depends where you are in the world. Um, so, you know, you wouldn't go outside, uh, walk up to someone who's crying and call them what people have called this person. You absolutely would not. Um, so, yeah, people need to take some responsibility for their actions and for what they say. Um, and they have to be held accountable, Toby. Absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um well, that was some some rant. Um but yeah, just think about it everyone. Be kind. Enjoy these last few games of the Euros uh, because I'm sure we're going to see yeah, much more drama uh, than what we've already seen um if if the rest of the tournament's anything to go by. Um and yeah, just uh, look after each other. Um uh, as I say, be kind and uh, enjoy. Uh, Toby, uh, yeah, it's been great, mate. Um, hopefully a, a semi-finals prediction with England involved. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But I, I, I'm so confident that I'm happy to, you know, do the prediction now. England versus De Denmark or Czech Republic. England win 2-0. Well, 
Oh, there you go. An early prediction for you guys. An early prediction. Nice one. Um, obviously, if you've enjoyed, uh, give us a like on on YouTube if you if you're listening on there. Share our um podcast all around. We're on Spotify as well now. Um, so yeah, uh, all the support is much appreciated. Um, and all of you, take care of yourselves. Cheers now. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.